How does one know? How does one know that? One is progressing in being awakened without it, I mean, knowing that it's not your mind kind of bullshitting you. Knowing that it's not your mind what? Bullshitting you. Bullshitting you. Well, okay. My first answer may seem almost facetious, but it's not. Which is, no matter what, your mind is bullshitting you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but if your mind is bullshitting you in the right way, <laughs> then you will experience a change in attitude towards yourself and towards other people and towards the events that happen to you that is a reflection of your deepening understanding of, of the basic truths that you've been studying and that you've been reflecting on and that you've been penetrating into more deeply in your meditation. So, um, it really is, and you know, until, uh, until a certain point, it's still what your mind is doing, but your mind, what is happening is your mind's processing the same information and not coming up with quite the same result that it has in the past. And so the result that he's coming up with is allowing you to see things more clearly uh, in a less attached, therefore less suffering, and also less... Uh, harmful way in terms of the impact on other people. Because you're, you're seeing clearly, you're understanding to a degree uh, that is increasing over time that, that uh, this isn't really the way that it seems to me to be. And with that clarity you see, uh, you see your emotional reactions and you see your, your, the, the, the words that come to mind to be spoken and actions that you feel impelled to, to, to perform in a different way. And seeing them in that different way, another sign of the progress you make is that seeing them in a different way uh, changes, changes the impulse. Uh, and, and very often you don't speak those words, you don't perform those actions, you're not in that way. And likewise, when your emotions come up, instead of identifying them and wallowing for a while in whatever your own uh, ego state is, you, you see it, you recognize it, and you let it, let it be there and let it go away without it dominating you. That's how you tell. Now, let's go back to the bullshitting you. Um, do you have specifics on how your mind or a person's mind might be bullshitting you? Or well, it feels like it argues with me for mm -hmm. something that I actually know inside. 
Okay, so you are experiencing some push and pull of different parts of your mind. And you're finding one part is much... You say something I already know. So there's some part that is much more grounded and stable in its uh, understanding. And is, is that the part that corresponds to understanding the truths of the Dharma? That's a really good sign. Because what comes before that is the same push and pull, but the part that dominates is the part that thinks things should be seen and reacted to in the same old way. It comes complete with all of its justifications and rationalizations and everything else. So that's a really good sign. Now, anything else? just makes me wonder what's next. No. (laughs) Well, really what will happen next is, uh, and, and this is very, very important, is that as you see and understand these things, uh, more clearly, then that becomes more and more the automatic and spontaneous view that arises. That um, you begin at, at an intuitive level to perceive things in this more awakened uh, and, and uh, wise way. Uh, you begin to just spontaneously experience the fact that, uh, oh yes, this is empty too. Oh yes, this is my mind is making this happen too. You know, and uh, that just becomes more of your awareness. Most importantly is that feeling within yourself of, of not not being the self that is so important, but feeling like. Like, I'm a process that's a part of this whole thing. And, and so I don't need to fight against it. I can just relax and, and you know, stop struggling and, and be with it. So. Well, that's what kind of amazed me in this last experience I had with a house guest, is mm-hmm. that I wasn't acting in the way that I usually do. I felt really detached from it. And then there was this little thing telling me that that was not normal for me to be feeling that way. Mm-hmm. You know, but there was a peacefulness in it at the mm-hmm. same time that was a great release. Yes. And that, that, is, uh, that is normal. That's to be expected. You're going to find yourself reflecting on your behaviors and your reactions, you know, with sort of that attitude of, wow, this isn't the way I used to react. And, wow, this isn't the way everybody else does. Or you see somebody else reacting and you say, oh, I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's really, that's really very good. Wonderful. Your mind can get carried away. You know, you can say, oh, well, I'm changing. Oh, well. 
I know I'm one with everything. I'm I'm awakened, uh, you know. And this will this will really get your guard down. You'll be floating along on your own personal cloud nine, and something will happen, and it will knock you right off of your horse. And in a way, that's good because it makes you say, "Oh, hmm, maybe I've got more work to do." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact. All of the problems that you encounter uh, are really very beneficial when you reach the stage that whenever you find yourself experiencing something as a problem, you know, uh, challenging you in that way, when you reach the stage that you say, wow, wait a minute, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to go through this anymore. Then, then that's very important. From that point on, every challenge you experience is going to, you know, uh, it's going to help you make a further step. It's going to, you're going to have this opportunity to uh, to reflect and say, okay, intellectually I know better, emotionally uh, I don't. So then you have the opportunity to work on it. Emotionally, intuitively, it, it's sort of it's both. I mean, it's emotions, but emotions really are a reflection of more unconscious ways that your mind is evaluating circumstances. And when it happens when they're in this negative way, it, it means that that process is still rooted in in clinging and attachment, and so that's why it's producing the emotions and feelings that have this kind of negative flavor. Um, as a general rule, without question, any time there is suffering, even the slightest amount of suffering, it's like a big red light comes on flashing that says, craving, craving, craving. And I say, no, I don't see any craving, but it's there. If you're experiencing suffering, there is craving. And that is, you know, the instant you feel that, you'll know Craving is there, and that's your opportunity to to uh, reflect, to examine yourself, and say, "Okay, where is this coming to? What am I attached to?" Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Would you consider anger part of that craving? Anger comes out of craving. Yeah, craving is uh, craving includes both. The positive aspect of desire, lust, greed, all of those things, mm-hmm. and the negative act uh, aspect of, of anger, hatred, annoyance, impatience, criticism, judgment, uh, self-criticism, self-judgment. <laughs> all of these things are uh, they are a manifestation of, of craving, and uh, essentially. You can look at it this way, that when your emotions and your thought processes are about things being differently than the way they are, that is the essence of craving. That's wanting something that you don't have, or wanting something that is not to be. 